Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy, and this is episode 115. How's everyone doing today? It's a glorious day. Uh, We got news late yesterday. Everyone knows. Everyone's seen it. Everyone's ready. Uh, Sam Jailman Jail is going to jail. Sam Bankman Freed, SBF. Sam Bankman Jail is going Hopefully. I mean, we don't know quite just yet. It's not 100%, but we're pretty sure uh, we're going to make some sort of example out of him. Uh, Former CEO of crypto exchange FTX, SBF, found guilty on all charges. I believe it was like seven of them. I'm sure. I don't know exactly what they were. I'm sure we'll get to it. Uh, But uh, guilty from the jury on all accounts. Uh, and that sentencing is set for March 28th, 2024. So next year. So we've got like what? Five months, one, two, three, four, four, five ish months, four months. And so, um, and then we'll see, uh, he can get up to 115 years, 115 years for all of his crimes. Not sure why we don't just call it life at that point. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll get one of those chips from Elon Musk in his head before he goes to jail and then he'll live forever. Maybe who knows? We'll see. And so when he gets there, listen, they're probably going to change his name instantly because he's not, something tells me Sam's not going to be able to stand up for himself. So they're not going to send him anywhere crazy. It's going to be a medium security type of thing. They're going to give him like a see-through TV and like a Game Boy. Uh, I doubt they'll give him access to the internet considering he'll probably drop like a new cryptocurrency called dollar sign prison or like dollar sign soap or something because of where he's at. I don't know. Uh, and it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, so 115 years, we'll see what the judge does. And like I said, man, um, They probably want to make an example out of this guy. Unfortunately for Sam, he's this nerdy whatever guy who keeps his all the clothes he owns in his backpack. We don't believe it. It's fine. You drive a Toyota because you give all your money to other people in charities. Well, it's listen, it's technically not your money. It's it's we now know it was ours, but it's fine. Uh so Sam Bankman Freed, FTX, is done. He's out. He's done. March 28th, we can um, pretty much determine that they'll then bring down the sentencing. I think maybe I read somewhere he might have like another like five charges or something, like something else that we might need to get through in court. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but it's kind of, uh, you know. A jury on Thursday convicted FTX co-founder Sam Bankman Freed of fraud, conspiracy, and money laundering. The accumulation of the month-long trial that saw the former former crypto mogul take the stand in his own defense after his inner circle of friends turned deputies provided damning testimony against him. His girlfriend flipped. Listen, you can give her all the drugs and you can have all the orgies with all your friends you want. At the end of the day, the woman is in charge, okay? Sam thought... It was a slam dunk. He thought his friends would come to bat. 
and say, Sam's a great guy. And Sam uh, only has $2. And Sam loves America. And Sam does this. And Sam eats 13 bananas a day. Like that one video that that guy did that he took down because he is embarrassed that he was associated with it and that it was kind of an embarrassing video. Uh, whatever that one was. And so uh, I think we covered it. And so, uh, but instead, all of his friends got on the stand and were like, yeah, Sam uh, told the people that he wasn't going to spend the money. Then he spent the money. Uh, and what did he spend the money on? Oh, it was his other company that was an, uh, an investment firm uh, to make him even more money on the back end. And that's how we paid for these multi-billion million dollar deals with people like Kevin O'Leary and the sports people and the stadiums. And the one, I think the one basketball player he was paying was making like, uh, like $80 million a year. And it was like a three, three year contract. And it only required him to be on like a zoom call for like 20 minutes or some craziness. Like he only had to do 20 minutes of work and the contract was like a $20 million payout. So it was just an insane amount of real money for them and not a lot of real money gains, but a lot of losses for everyone else. And so I'm 99% positive that the judge here is probably going to want to make an example of that. The decision was reached after less than five hours of deliberation. Quick, quick, quick on that deliberation. Um, it's, uh, yeah, that's usually sometimes it takes a few days. Sometimes it takes all day, but, uh, five hours, five hours in the room with the jury. That's kind of, that might be quick. It was honestly probably didn't take them the whole five hours to come up with that decision. They were probably in there just on their phones a little bit, shooting the shit, having a good time, wasting a couple more hours so they didn't have to go back to work, honestly. Uh, but convicted, right? Five hours of deliberation by a jury of nine women and three men who found Bangman Free guilty on all charges, two counts of wire fraud, four counts of conspiracy to commit fraud, and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. He could be sentenced to a decade in prison. The wall street journal says, and Oh, that's it. Wait, the Washington post. I'm sorry. Not the wall street journal, the Washington post. It's just a two paragraph. They almost made me pay for this. What is this? I didn't scroll down until now. Literally I'm on the Washington post. They wanted me to pay to read this article. But instead, I put in a fake email. I use my father's first and last name. I checked the other day if jeffmccurdy at gmail.com was being used, and it was. So I assume it's my father. If it's not, I apologize to the Jeff McCurdy who is using it. But there's a pretty good chance it is my father. Uh, so I, I'm using that for like all my spam email and stuff and just when I need an email to get access to something like this. And so I literally put in his email address just to get access to this article. And I didn't scroll down because it, I mean, and it's all just, it's literally ads and then comments. And it's literally just two paragraphs. The Washington post is charging people monthly to read two paragraphs, a 30 second read, and then nine, 
3,099 comments. Are you insane? This is what's wrong with America. Okay. Well, listen, that all that information was stuff we already knew. I apologize. I thought the article would have more context. I thought they'd have people in the room. I guess we're just going to have to wait for the CoffeeZilla episode. This is what happens when you trust the What Do We Do in podcast. You know what I mean? Sometimes I read ahead. Sometimes I want it to be a genuine surprise, and it doesn't work out. So Sam Bangman Freed, listen, he's probably going to jail, and it's probably going to be for a long time. The judge has to make an example. He's going to miss the release of Grand Theft Auto 6, and it's unfortunate. Here's the issue. Sam was really looking, he's probably going to ask the judge for a little leniency for that, or, or he's going to have his people reach out to their people and see what they can do on some sort of back-end deal to get the game released before March 28th so he can download it and play it. Maybe league, I don't know if he's allowed to be on PlayStation. I don't know if he's allowed to have a PlayStation, maybe not the newest one. They might let him have like a PS2 or something. It would be hilarious. It would be absolutely hilarious if they gave him access to like a PS2 and he wasn't actually allowed to play GTA 6. He's probably going to miss the release of Grand Theft Auto 6 and I kind of feel bad for him. They're probably honestly going to make him cut his hair. That's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see him with the bald head again. Let's shave that whole thing off, at least down past what we have it now. You know what I mean? The judge, uh, and honestly, should this mean, here's the thing. They found him guilty on all charges. That should mean that the people get their money back. Yeah. Like because the court and the federal system that's linked to the federal government, uh, you know, like they, uh, it's like this, you know, like it's a fed thing. So like they should have it then backed by the United States, like the IRS, the people, the federal reserve, maybe no, that's probably not how the world works. I don't know, but like they should be giving all the people their money back and like all the people who took the money, like the athletes and the stadiums and the politics. Hey, listen, the politicians, the democratic party, the Republican party, all the politicians that took money from this guy, either you like either denounce whatever it is you're running for, or you have to give that money back now. Or like, or like the American people need a tax break with that. I don't know. I don't know. Everything I say is going to be stupid and people are going to roast me in the comments, but like whatever the situation may be, like, let's go and like, let's figure something out because, uh, dude was spent like we, we're talking in the hundreds of billions here people like this isn't just like a little teeny tiny thing but i'm thinking i'm guessing and this is just a guess here but i'm betting to guess that because this happened and the way the trial went and the way that his friends took the stand and they flipped on him they flipped on him okay like you thought you thought they were your but you eh, listen orgies and drugs and all-nighters and coding and making it so it seemed like that people were making money, but they weren't making money. Like doing all that, dude, like, let's just, let's call it what it is. And let's, let's call it a uh, fraud conspiracy to commit fraud, wire fraud. Like it's, it's one of the biggest, it's one of the biggest schemes I think in our history, like maybe it was made off. I don't know. There might've been a bigger one. But like, 
You know what I mean? Listen, like Caesar, Caesar and DJ Envy are now like, they're like, hey, remember us? Like now that Bankman Freed's back in the news because it's nowhere near compared. Listen, those two idiots were just flipping like low income houses and then charging like quadruple what they should in rent. And then like not even doing anything to fix or maintain the hat. Like they're just, they're slumlords. Like that's all it was. And like, of course, Caesar's on the freaking live stream on Instagram doing like, you know, Envy was just a, an investor and he didn't know what I was doing and there's nothing on it. Please come on, dude. Come on. We know what was going on. Like, you know, iHeart's already got the fucking job listing up. It's, it's like, it's, we know. We know what's going to happen. He was involved. It's fine. You can spin it however you want on an Instagram live. But, like, let's just call it what it is. Like, eh, you got caught. But it's fine because you're not as, you know, you're not as, like, as it's not. Unfortunately, it's now not as important. You know what I mean? Because now we've got the biggest fish back in the pond, and it's SBF, Sam Jailman Freed. And it's crazy. It's crazy because crypto's going crazy right now, okay? The prices, I'm not even sure where we're at. Uh, price of Bitcoin, I don't know where we're at right now. It's 34. That's okay, I guess. Well, it's been, what's it been? Like, what's what's the, what's the six months? Where are we at here? Six months. It was 28. Okay, then it shot at, it stayed around 28, 29. Then it dipped. And now it's at, now it's at 34. So, I mean, it's up, it's up 20% the last six months. Uh, it's up, I guess a hundred percent January 1st. If you would have bought, you would have been up double. You would have been up a hundred percent January 1st. So, I mean, can you, uh, that's numbers. Listen, all I'm saying, you would have put a hundred grand into Bitcoin on January 1st. It would have been. 200 now you would have doubled your money a hundred percent right isn't that not how it works right that's how it works yeah you put in 16 you doubled it to 34 that's exactly how I'm, yeah it's it the math works out man math you know what I mean uh so bitcoin's kind of it's kind of up theoretically in terms they think it's going up more I don't know but here's the thing when it comes to everything else, it's the only thing that really matters in the crypto space is Bitcoin and maybe still maybe Ethereum. I don't know. I haven't checked in forever. I've been out since like two years ago. I'm done with it. And I, I'm so glad for that fact. You know what I mean? Um, so the market's kind of fluctuating, whatever, but it's not looking good for anything else that's other than Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum right now. At all the shit coins, listen, Safe Moon just got arrested, okay? The one creator just got arrested. The other one's on the run. And the other one is like uh, like probably gonna be found guilty of something and arrested here very, very soon. Like the, 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 the shit coin that all the celebrities were slinging. We've got, uh, let's, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and name a few, okay? Because listen, if we are demanding that the politicians and the billionaires and the state and everything that SBF did 
right? Everything that had the FTX logo on it, the Formula One cars, whatever he was spending our money on, if we got to like do something to get all that back, if we got to have a court process, if we got to have a jury find someone guilty, you know what I mean? Let's call these people to the stand. Uh, first up, Jake Paul. Let's get that multimillionaire on the stand. Second up, Soldier Boy. I know we have our feelings about Soldier Boy, but listen, Soldier Boy in the last five to 10 years has released more music and more albums than most major rappers have in their career. Soldier Boy's on like a steady three album average every year. Like 2020, he dropped three albums. 2019, he dropped three or four albums. 2018, he dropped three albums. 2021, he dropped three or four albums. He's on like a world tour right now. He's got, he did the whole game console scam in 2020. He did, he's doing, Soldier Boy is a hustler. He's a grinder. He's exactly what every small city rapper, hip hop artist should be. You should be releasing three albums a year. That's how you stay relevant. That's how you get 100 million views on The Breakfast Club. That's how you get people to buy fake Chinese game consoles that you slap a sticker on. That's how you get the diamond watches, and that's how you keep the fame. You got one song. You got one hit. Maybe two, maybe three, maybe five, some would argue. But that's how you keep those millions of dollars rolling in. You take deals from scammy crypto companies that offer you anywhere from six to seven figures just to send a tweet and tell your friends and family and your audience that you support SafeMoon, right? So we've got Jake Paul, we've got Soldier Boy. Oh, they got a Backstreet. Oh, we got a BSB. We got a Backstreet Boy, Nick Carter. Get him on the stand, dude. Nick Carter. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. They got the Backstreet Boys with the Safe Moon scam. Ah, celebrities Jake Paul, Soldier Boy, Nick Carter, among others, are being sued uh, for being involved in the Safe Moon crypto scheme. Good. Sue them. Take them to court. Claims say they hired stars and made false and misleading statements to encourage fans to invest in the digital coin, Safe Moon LLC. The company behind dollar sign Safe Moon Token is facing a lawsuit along with several celebrity promoters for the social media stars allegedly misleading, promoting, selling the fake scheme. The company is being accused of collaborating with celebrities and others to make the investments look legitimate and track investors to social media to say, blah, blah, blah. listen, it's the whole thing. It's the same thing that we see every single time. It's the same thing we saw with the NFTs, with Jimmy Fallon, and the, the and the and the board ape yacht club it's the same thing we're gonna see over and over again with ftx and the other scams and even listen the paul family's not scot-free logan still hasn't paid back like the the crypto zoo egg thing i think he offered them like 20 percent they all i'm pretty sure said hey man no way we put in way more uh if they didn't i'm sorry that he scammed you again but um, it's fine. So like we still haven't figured that out and he still hasn't gotten in trouble. Instead, he's got like a multi-billion dollar, I'm pretty sure Prime is now in like the 800, 900 million evaluation range because he just sells infinite amounts of it, like by the boatload. 
Uh, so it's just insane that he doesn't have the money to pay back the crypto zoo scammers that he scammed his brother dink doink and all the other silly crypto scam. Listen, it's, it's, it's such a bl yin and yang black and white situation with crypto right now where like the OGs and like the people who didn't get involved in like the whole influencer, Instagram, YouTube, online, social media marketing scam of it all. Like people like my neighbor, people like Crypto Joe, people like Crypto Joe who didn't really listen to the noise. He didn't follow the Twitter, the Elon trends, maybe a little bit. Maybe we dipped our toes in, but like not really. And so they've just had, he's just had his Bitcoin in the same wallet, in the same drive, forever now like he's bought subway with it he's used it for like the last 10 15 years now and like he's just held on to it because he believes one day it'll be worth maybe a fortune and so like he didn't get caught up in the whole scheme of it all he didn't get caught up in the whole super bowl ad dogecoin to a dollar we were all supposed to get rich but it did the opposite of what it was supposed to do scheme that like you know what i mean flip-flopping elon musk one day on twitter not the next day tesla accepts bitcoin one week not the next because of economic concerns like get the hell out of here dude it's insane every nft on the market is now worthless every nft is now essentially worthless like you can get a board ape yacht club the same nfts that all the celebrities allegedly paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for even though they were just gifted them and they were theoretically free are now like worth what we make in a week's time so that's fun for everyone uh Gary V though thinks it's going to come back. Gary V thinks it's coming back. Okay. Uh, you know, he's, he's confident he's taken his NFT collection to the physical world, uh, which is hilarious when the technology becomes big and then the bubble burst, all the people who think that they're smart and we're on the curve and on the edge and ahead of that bubble burst are like, well, we, uh, we were kind of smart and we took V friends and we made stuffies and we made trading cards and we made a convention around it and we got a deal with Toys R Us and Macy's and we got vfriends.com and now we've got V friends too and we've got V friends three and V friends three is coming and so we've got like, you know, Empathy Elephant and we've got uh, the stupid Stingray and we've got, um, you know, the killer kangaroo and we've got the doji dog and we've also got the uh the angry ape i love the angry ape that's my favorite one of the v friends 2 collection so that's essentially like where they're all at like gary still believes that like concert tickets or whatever and like your taylor swift airs tour tickets or nfts blah, blah, blah. like whatever but like it's just the crypto market is so crazy i'm so glad i'm out of it if I told you so, you told you so. And if you told me so, you told me so. And now I'm saying, well, yeah, you were right. It's fine. But I got out, dude, before the crash and everything. So like, hey, like Justin and I have always said on this podcast, if you made a nut and you saw it and you bought it low and you sold it high and you were one of the people that made the money, uh, listen, I don't know where my math came out. I'm sure I've said it on the pod before. I think I might've made a little bit. 
I might've either broke even or made a little bit of crypto right before I got out, right before the crash. And it was crazy. It's just, it's, it was just, it was a train that we were all on. And unfortunately that train, uh, derailed somewhere in Georgia and just caused a massive, massive, massive mess. And so this is what we have. We, we get left with a country in peril. And if the country, it's just, listen, whenever the country is in peril, uh, you know what I mean? It just, it's, we have, we have to rely. We can't rely on like the people who are in charge or the administration or whatever it is, whether it's whatever side it is, we can't rely on them really most of the time. So we have to rely on the celebrities. Okay. And so it's just the celebrities, they, they, when they need, when we need change and we, when we need real structure in this country, when it comes to crypto and even, and even now war, because listen, the world is in trouble. Okay. It's every day now that we're getting new countries fighting with each other. China wants their pandas back from us. So we're shipping the pandas back so they can attack Taiwan. We're pretty sure the reason China wants the pandas back from the United States is because they basically want to strap uh, machine guns and uh, other weapons onto the pandas and send them into Taiwan. And that's going to be their first force of attack. With, with Unfortunately, they are requesting the pandas back from the United States and there's nothing we can do about it. So once that happens, they're going to be at war. We've got Israel, we've got Hamas, we've got the Ukraine, we've got Russia. United States is sending a hundred billion. We've sent warships. We've sent money. We've sent weapons. We're probably sending people, which means we'll be at war, which no one's, everyone's just tipped. Everyone's just saying it's, it's oh, we're on the brink of world war three, but Hey, it's kind of getting really, really like we're, we're pretty much we're at the door knocking at the definition. You know what I mean? So what better way to try to put a stop to all that than getting the likes of Gal Gadot, Jerry Seinfeld, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Chris Pine to write a letter to the president of the United States and all of his friends. If we simply write a letter and get all of the A through C list celebrities to sign it, I'm almost, listen, I'm positive this is probably going to work. The president will 1,000% stop the war and all evil. And I think if we get enough celebrities to sign it, potentially world peace. Okay, I don't know why we didn't think of this years ago, but here we are. Okay. Listen, I remember, I remember getting walked home from the fourth grade English class halfway through the day, uh, on September 11th, 2001. Okay. I was confused on what was going on. No one would tell us the teachers didn't say anything. They like turned off the TVs. They wouldn't let us do anything. They said, just kids, just sit still. We're not sure. Just your parents are probably coming. We're not sure if your parents are coming. We don't know what's going on. They didn't tell us a thing. Mom ends up walking us home halfway through the day. We're scared. It's September 11th. And so my mom, the only thing she told us, I, I will never forget this. We were right there, ready to cross the street, almost to the house. She said, all I can tell you kids is, is that something bad just happened 
and we're waiting on George Clooney, Brad Pitt, and the rest of the cast of Ocean's Eleven and like 150 of their friends to draft a statement and send a letter to George Bush. And so other Hollywood figures who signed this open letter included Deborah Messing, Brian Lord, Richard Lovett, Ryan Murphy, Zachary Levi, Sharon Osbourne, Tracy Ann Oberman, George Lopez. Phil, uh, Phil Rossethal, um, um, McKee Pfeiffer, Diane Warren, um, uh, let's see, I can't even read half of these names, Jody Garrison, Mark Hamill, Star Wars dude, Rick Yorn, Howie Mandel, god damn it, Howie, um, Sherry Lacing, Rick Yorn, Tom Rothen, Julian, Anthony, so many, so listen, once Biden gets this letter, we're, we're pretty much, we can guarantee the war is going to be over. Okay. Uh, like is that, and you know exactly when he gets it, his people are going to go up to sir, sir, president Biden, sir, president, sir, we have a letter. We have a letter here for you. Uh, about 700 celebrities signed it and they want us to stop the war, uh, in the middle East. And, and Biden goes, what a letter. What's a letter? Oh, Oh, folks, I haven't gotten a letter in third, third. How long's it been, Jill? How many years has it been since we've gotten a letter? And so, listen, if you're one of the 700 idiots who signed the letter, look, they did. Okay. They didn't sign it. If you actually think that like Howie Mandel and all of his friends, Mark Hamill, if you actually think they actually physically said, yep, I'm going over to his house tomorrow and I'm signing it. And then we're going to take it to Jennifer Aniston and then all of her friends are going to sign it. Then she's going to take it, uh, over to, um, to the guy from, uh, John Stamos's house. And then all of his people are going to listen, all of their agents said, Hey, they're drafting a letter. Do you want to put your name on it and say you signed it? And then they go, yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Stop the war. Stop violence. It's let's have peace. Yeah, sure. Yep. Tell them we signed. And then they digitally put it in. It's that's exactly what it was. It's not, no one actually signed it, but it's just, here's the thing. Why don't you, instead of, why don't you step out of your shell? Instead of just signing a letter, why don't you hit the streets, get some good PR under your belt. Okay. Hit the streets and do something, do something that matters. You know what I mean? Like, like perfect example, instead of signing a letter, Instead of signing the letter, do something that has meaning. Like, take an example, take a page out of Flavor Flav's book. If you want to support this country in the best way you can, take a page out of Flavor Flav's book and sing the national anthem at a basketball game, okay? That's the only, that's how you show your support. That's how we get world peace. We let you sing the national anthem. Let's get... Howie Mandel at the next basketball game, and then Howie Mandel can sing the national anthem. Okay? Here's oh, Flavorful. Can you see? By the dawn. Okay, so right there, listen, you know he spent all week long. He spent all week long. Uh, all week long practicing for this moment. He was practicing in the mirror. Oh, it sounds it sounds awful. They couldn't get him an auto-tune mic, just like Enrique Iglesias. And the home of the 
it's cold out, okay? I know you felt that weather in central PA these last week, okay? Those temperatures went from like 70 all the way down to like uh, 40, 50. So it's a little <clears throat> cold out. No more t-shirts. You got to get the jacket, the hoodies out. That's why it's time for me to tell you about Dude Robe. Because not only is this versatile piece of men's fashion uh, great for when you get out of the shower, it's great to wear in public. Okay, listen, do I wear my dude robe when I get out of the shower? Yes. Do I wear my dude robe when I go to the grocery store? Yes. Do I wear my dude robe when I go to the gas station? Yes. Do I wear my dude robe when I go to the dispensary? Yes. Do I wear my dude robe when I go out, when I need to do things? Yes. Every time, yes. Because you know why? It's not just a robe, okay? It's got this sweatshirt-like hoodie material. It's got a hood. It's basically a hoodie slash robe for your body. The reason I found this robe, okay, Meg's got this, you know, whatever department store robe. And the only place you can buy a robe anymore is like the department store. They have like one option at Target. Like it's just weird. Like the robe category for men especially, is lackluster. So Meg's got this like comfy, kooji robe, you know what I mean, from the department store from Sandy for Christmas one year. And I was like, mm, I'm a man now. I need a robe, okay? I was 31 at the time. I finally decided it was time for me to get a robe. So I searched online because I like the hoodie material. And we have a blanket downstairs from, uh, we got it like 10, 15 years ago from the Ocean State Boardwalk. And it's a hoodie material, and it's like one of our favorite blankets because it's that hoodie material. So when I searched online and I found Dude Robe and I discovered that they were also on Shark Tank, I knew this was a company that we not only had to reach out to and work with, but someone we needed to give some of our money to. Listen, I've got one on me now. Megs has a gray one downstairs. Justin wears his pretty much all the time. We love our dude robes here at the What Are We Doing podcast. Here's what you got. You've got the style of a traditional robe, but with a few upgrades and modifications. First of all, peep the hood. You want to rock the hood? It's a little extra chilly outside in the morning when you're walking the dog. Throw the hood up. You've got adjustable pull strings here for the hood. You've also got attached tie-offs, okay? No more losing these things in the wash or in the hamper or wherever they are. They're attached. They don't go anywhere. You tie it right up every time, anytime. You got outside pockets for things to put in. You've also got an inside pocket for all your fun gadgets and things and phones and other stuff. You know what I mean? You've also got these cuffs on the sleeves. They're not big floppy arm cuffs like most robes. They're the nice semi-tight hoodie material sleeves. You've got towel material on the inside in case you're getting out of the shower or just want to stay a little extra warm. Hoodie material on the outside for that fabulous finish. The dude robe is something that everyone in your house should have on them at not all times, but most of the time. Okay. So if you do not have dude robe and listen, they don't just have these robes, people. They've got the lounge pants. They got the shorts. They got the slippers. They've got the whole get up. You want the whole attire. You're going to go to dudrobe.com. It's that simple. Dudrobe.com. They were on shark tank. I've said that already, but you need to know. Okay. These guys are serious. They've got the deal. And if you go to dudrobe.com, 
and punch in that promo code WAD. That's W-A-W-D at checkout. This is not a WADPOD domain. You're going straight to DudeRobe.com. We did our due diligence on this one, people. You're going right to the source. DudeRobe.com. D-U-D-E-R-O-B-E.com. And use promo code WAD, W-A-W-D at checkout. And you're going to save... 20, 20%. I think you're going to save 20%. I'm pretty sure that's the deal. Promo code WAD, W-A-W-D at checkout. I'm, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going right now. I'm going to dude robe right now. I'm going to get you an exact live discount. Here we go. Dude robe. Boom, boom. Add to cart. I want the blue one. We've got the black and we've got the gray. We don't have blue. Let's use promo code WAD. Originally $115. Promo code WAD gets you $23 off your dude robe. I mean, talk about a bargain. I'm pretty sure that comes out to 20%. Promo code WAD at checkout, people. Uh... It's, I mean, listen, what more, what more do you want? You're meant, listen, this holiday season, you've got to get your Christmas shopping done right. You're going to ask your fiance, you're going to ask your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, whoever you need to buy Christmas gifts for. And I guarantee you, if they're 25 years or older, they're going to say, eh, nothing. I don't need anything. Don't get me. I don't know. I just, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. And you don't know what to get them. Because everyone's into some different stuff, and it's not really a unanimous thing. So you need to get them a dude rub. Listen, I know people who went to Christmas last year who didn't get their relatives and their loved ones dude robes, and they had a miserable time. It was a crappy dinner. The turkey was dry. The ham was undercooked. The mashed potatoes were lumpy, and the corn was cold. And they had a terrible time, and and they they could have spiced it up if they had a few dude robes to open, and they could have saved a butt ton of money if they used promo code WAD at checkout. I mean, if you get, even if you get, listen, even if you get them the hoodie, you get them the dude robe, okay, maybe you want that combo. Maybe they're in a shorts. Get yourself the dude robe, get them the robe short combo, And when we toss in that promo code WAD, you're looking at a savings of over $50, babe. I'm telling you what, if I find out you went to dudrobe.com and forgot to type in that promo code and there's nothing they can do about it on the back end and you didn't save this money this holiday season, I mean, talk about a major letdown, dude. So what I need you to do is go to dudrobe.com. And once you're done building up that cart, you want them slides, toss them in there, get them. You might as well. You're getting the shorts, you're getting the robe. You might as well get the slides with it. Get yourself a pair of pants and you're going to type in promo code WAWD at checkout and that's going to save you money. Okay? I know there's nothing you like more than saving money. When I bought this one, guess what promo code I used? WAWD. When I bought Meg's, when I bought Justin's, I used the promo code. So please go to dudrobe.com and uh, get some shopping done this holiday season for uh, your your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, whatever. This gift is perfect for anyone. If they tell you they don't know what they want or they can't make up their mind or you just want to get them something that's super cool, 
that they'll wear, they'll use it. It's, I mean, it's it's the ultimate gift. So dudrobe.com and uh, check it out. Don't forget, promo code WAD at checkout. Back to the show. If this year hasn't been good enough for Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kelsey family, of course, his brother over on the Eagles, his mom, Donna, uh, you know, with the team, of course, gaining Taylor Swift as uh, their lead cheerleader. Uh, you know, it's uh, no surprise that Travis Kelsey has hopped on the train of celebrity frozen food dinners that are sold at Walmart. Listen, I don't know what it is about 2023 that has given us some of the most gnarly and some of the most unforgivable celebrity frozen meals. And it's unfortunate that I have to say this, and it's with a freaking heavy heart, dude. It is with a serious heavy heart. But Gordon Ramsay, what in the bloody fuck are we doing with those frozen meals from Walmart? Listen, folks, it's so bad. I haven't even purchased to attempt to consume one of these because every review video I see is the exact same and I'm kind of terrified. This is what some of Gordon Ramsay's five-star Michelin chef, 23 seasons of Hell's Kitchen, I'm pretty sure, has uh, MasterChef, 10, 15 seasons, MasterChef Junior. He's got so many shows. Next Food Star, Kitchen Nightmares is back. He's got an empire. He's got hex-clad the pans. He's got Vitamix. He's got restaurants all over the planet. He's got a multi-billion dollar culinary TV network studio restaurant extraordinaire. Probably at this point in time, he's the Michael Jackson Taylor Swift of the freaking culinary community. I mean, I don't think, I think before him, it might, I think maybe like Wolfgang Puck Maybe like some would argue Bobby Flay is up there, but I just don't think Bobby Flay has the numbers and the manpower behind him like Gordon Ramsay does. I think Ramsay has become one of the number one household name chef's idiot sandwich viral moment. Every time he'll yell at you, he'll praise you. He will get, tell you that God on a shirt. He's like one of the number one people I think anyone has ever wanted to meet on this planet. For a lot of people, myself included, like if I freaking like those videos of Gordon Ramsay just popping in to weddings or whatever, if that would happen to either <clears throat> my wedding, I know I'm not that lucky, or at least one of the 30 to 40 weddings I'm at every single year, Let's like that would be the moment of my life. Like I'm talking Hostway, Britney Spears, we're obsessed, Christina, like everybody, like let's go, Gordon Ramsay. He's at the top of the list. I don't think anyone can really argue otherwise. And so I just <clears throat> the frozen meals, I mean, there's Shepherd's Pie, I think, is on the list. It's just, it's not, there's every video I see, I can't justify spending $8 for this like gloopy, frozen, 
Like it doesn't even look like a substance kind of, I guess what we're calling a meal. So this, it's just a small, I think, hiccup in the chain of command, the supply chain of maybe Gordon Ramsay signed off on one to too many different, you know what I mean? Collaboration deals. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe, maybe the frozen food Walmart collaboration wasn't the best idea. And so we can kind of, we can kind of maybe, I don't know, sort of say the same thing potentially about Travis Kelsey. So you know what I mean? What better way after a long winter's cold beginning of November, end of September, October, winter's football game that's like, you know, 30, 40 degrees in those stadiums sometimes. After a long winter's football game, what is Taylor's favorite thing to do, right? Like Taylor loves nothing more than to just cuddle up under a warm blanket in front of a fire, sipping some hot tea while dinner is being cooked in the microwave in the kitchen by Travis. And so here are the options for the Travis Kelsey frozen dinner meal releases. Uh, A lot of them are kind of the same, I think. Well, here we go. We've got bacon mac and cheese. Simple out the gate. The dish features jumbo macaroni noodles and a cheddar cheese sauce with pieces of bacon sprinkled throughout. Easy peasy. Sounds good. Brisket burnt ends and barbecue sauce. Listen, this burnt ends fad that everyone's trying to, that everyone's trying to spin up here. This new thing that we're trying to do at every restaurant with the burnt end sandwiches and the burnt ends and the mac and cheese. It has to be done perfectly. You have to let it cook for like 24 to 48 hours. You have to smoke it right. You have to sauce it right. You can't just be a a, a fast food, whatever. You can't just have mediocre burnt ends. If they're nasty, they're nasty. But if they're good, they're good. So I don't know how we're supposed to feel about the frozen microwavable brisket, burnt ends, and barbecue sauce. The taste of these burnt ends was described as smoky and caramelized. Mm-mm, okay. And then again, brisket burnt ends with mac and cheese. Not sure why that's just a completely separate dish. So I guess the burnt ends with barbecue sauce is supposed to be like an entree dish. And maybe the burnt ends with mac and cheese is just like a lunch. The dish uh, has chunks of burnt ends and jumbo mac and cheese noodles blended together, much like the first dish, minus the bacon, Slice brisket and barbecue sauce, okay. Traditional Kansas City style barbecue, of course. Barbecue baked beans with sausage. Barbecue uh, backed black beans and white kidney beans with brown sugar, onion, pork sausage, and bacon. That sounds interesting. I'm wondering how good that actually tastes. Um. Baked beans with burnt ends, and again, just the beans with burnt ends combo. Okay. So, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I doubt I doubt we'll make a trip to Walmart to pick one of these up. Maybe if you have, let me know in the comments if you like it. It's kind of, listen, we'll eat a frozen Mac. 
We'll pick up a lean cuisine mac and cheese and heat that up every once in a while. You can't really go wrong with a frozen mac and cheese. I mean, I've been known to, I'll, I'll eat a kid's cuisine like once a year. I'll get a little tickle at the grocery store and pick up a kid's cuisine if it's on sale or something, two for four, whatever. Like I'll get a, I'll get a Lunchables. I'll eat the little cracker sandwiches with the little meat, fake meat and cheese slices with the crackers. You get a little candy bar. Why not? If it's on sale, if it's a dollar or whatever, sure, we'll pick one up for nostalgia regions and then reasons, and then we'll get the little pepperoni pizzas with the sauce, and you eat it cold, and you eat it in like two or three bites, and it's delicious. So, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll eat some frozen mac and cheese from time to time. It's not terrible every brand. Some brands are terrible. Some brands. I'll mention any names. You know what I mean? Stauffers. But it's just, it's crazy, but like, you know, sometimes we'll get them. So we'll see if Travis Kelsey's are good. I know I can't. I just, I won't bring myself to do Ramsey. I won't do it, people. I just, I won't do it. I really won't. Uh, by the way, we did the math. We did the research. So you don't have to uh, last bit on Taylor and Kat, Travis. You know, we have to talk about them every episode just to keep the numbers up because, you know, most people just don't naturally watch this podcast. So we have to kind of like, you know, pump the numbers up. And just, you know what I mean, go talk about whatever's hot. And right now she's worth a billy. She just got her billionaire status. The tour did four, I think, billion. Projections were two. They doubled it. It's crazy. Argentina's happening now. She's on her way over to Eastern countries. Be safe, Taylor. Be safe. And uh, she's in the middle of like three different wars. That's not good. Um, so we'll see. And so uh, Travis uh, got to see her last week. Some reporters were asking him if uh, if he loved her, trying to get the L word out of him. And uh, he did what every man should be doing who's dating Taylor Swift, saying to keep his personal life out of the media. Good boy, Travis. Um, but listen, we did the math. February 10th, if the Kansas City Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, the biggest freaking question is, is Taylor going to show up in Vegas? And so February 10th, she's in Tokyo, Japan. She's in Tokyo, Japan on February 10th. And so if she leaves from Tokyo after midnight, eh, you know what I mean? Uh, and goes all the way to LAX uh, and then hop, skip over to Vegas. She'll be there around 10, 30, 11 p.m. on February 10th. She actually gains back an hour or two when she lands in the United States due to the time difference, right? So she'll have a full 24-hour, you know, almost-ish, a full night's sleep, uh, half a day of sleep recovery uh, before she has to go get ready to go to the Super Bowl if Travis Kelsey or his brother from the Eagles, because they're the only team with one loss so far in uh, the league this year, so the, they're on track to go. Uh, so one of the Kelsey's potentially might be in the Super Bowl. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, she would have plenty of time to get there from Tokyo to attend if Travis were to be playing. And, um, so, uh, and we looked and there is in fact a flight from, uh, whereabouts she'll be in Japan to LA on February 10th with available uh, seats and tickets. So she can make it. She can make it back if we have to have Taylor at the Super Bowl and save the day. If Taylor shows up to the Super Bowl, it may or may not be one of the biggest events of all time. Like 
if 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 the Kansas City Chiefs make it into the Super Bowl this year and anyone from any type of semi-reliable source tells the NFL that she will be at the Super Bowl, like she's doing this plan. She has a show in Tokyo the day before, but she's hopping on a red eye and flying straight to LA and then quick cop over to Vegas for the Super Bowl. It might be the biggest thing of all time. Taylor Swift may or may not upstage Usher at this year's Super Bowl halftime show. Like it's one of those things that's potentially possible. And I think we're all waiting to see if it'll happen. I highly doubt it. But if it does, monumental history, you never know. So these freaking oh man, these these kids, they're on the show now, right? She'll the go whole, to her dad. She'll be the like- entire uh the entire Kardashian family, they're doing this the Hulu show again, the Kardashians or whatever, they got a new season out. And so the kids are on the show. The kids are grown. Like the the Northwest and the stars and the and the fantasias of the Kardashian family, they're all grown up now. They're 10, 12, however many years old, and they're on the show. Because guess what? They want their money too. They want to start making money just like mommy and daddy. And so um, the kids are there. What we have now discovered due to clips and everything else, the kids are there to keep these Kardashian women humble. Uh, here's a uh, here's here's a clip. Let's uh, let's take a look. It's quite uh, quite interesting what's going on. <laughs> North. She'll go to her dad. She'll be like, dad is the best. He has it all figured out. He doesn't have a nanny. He doesn't have a chef. He doesn't have security. He lives in an apartment and she'll start crying. Why don't you have an apartment? I can't believe we don't have an apartment. Kanye West is living a simple divorced dad's life with an apartment. I mean, this is typical. This is typical people. This is exactly what my father did. The, as soon as as soon as Jeff and Sandy told us they were getting a divorce and then like we would get through Christmas that year and then through New Year's and then come January 1st, the house was sold and then we all went our separate ways. Uh, that's exactly what Jeff did. Jeff had an apartment that couldn't have cost him more than four or $500 a month. He had a futon mattress, no frame, just a mattress in one room with a TV on the floor uh, and I think a VCR attached to it. no. He might have had it on like a corner bookshelf type of thing. It might have been on a small shelf. I'm not sure about the TV on the shelf or on the floor, but all I know is it had a VHS tape, and the only VHS tape Sandy let him keep because you know Sandy was keeping those Disney movies because one day they were going to be worth something just like the Beanie Babies, okay? Except someone must have forgot because we sold them at a yard sale for like a dollar. So thanks for that. But you know what I mean? Sandy definitely kept all of the VHSs except for Casper meets Wendy. You know what I mean? So every time we were at my dad's house, which was like every other day until they got the whole court custody thing figured the fuck out because it wasn't just a quick overnight process like it is in 2023 back in 2000, I think maybe, I don't know, something like that. Uh, 2001, 2002, I don't know. And so uh, they, you know what I mean? Dad's apartment was basically that. We didn't have, we didn't have a chef. We didn't have a nanny. 
We didn't have anything. It was just we had a futon mattress, a TV with a VHS tape, and and that was it. There wasn't really any other furniture or anything because mom pretty much took everything <laughs> to force. And so he took us out a lot. You know what I mean? We went to like the movies a lot and we went out to dinner and we went to McDonald's a lot and just did stuff outside the house a lot because his apartment was kind of boring and depressing because he didn't have money for furniture. Uh, something, I don't know. I'm not sure. No one ever really told us the story, but I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Uh, so, but can you believe it? Can you believe it? We don't have an apartment. These, these Kardashian children are so, are so established in this lifestyle that they are begging for an ounce of normalcy where to the point now that the almost teenage daughter of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are literally begging, begging to go to her father's house who has decided to live a semi-normal life while he figures some shit out and not have a chef and a butler waiting on him hand and foot and security guards and cameras and a gate and a lock and a code and this and that. The child is literally crying because they are so, they are under so much pressure and just watched and filmed and, and expected to do whatever it is that Kim and the rest of the adult family tells them to do because if they mess up this contract with Hulu and Disney and whoever else owns the damn company now, I think Disney just bought the rest of Hulu for like $10 billion. It's fine. They're going to take over the world one day, either them or Apple. We just got to figure out who decides to you know pull the trigger first. And so now we've got things happening like a billionaire child just begging to go to her now single recently remarried father's apartment because it's just a 1% of normalcy from her typical life under scrutiny, paparazzi flashes, TMZ interviews, uh, you know, VIP meet and greets, this meeting, that meeting, this video, that photo shoot, Everything that Kim Kardashian puts those children through, which I mean, she might as well. It's a tax write-off. She everything she's going to pay them. She's going to funnel all the money through the kids because it's free and tax. What do you know what I mean? It makes sense. So she's got to do it. It's business, babe. But like, holy shit, we've got the millionaire children just crying at the fact that there's no chef. I mean, talk about freedom because they can watch whatever they want on the TV and they don't have to worry about the security guard standing right outside the door every time they want to piss. Like, it's literally insane how, uh, you know, deluded the minds of the West and Kardashian children are and that this is, I mean, and it's good. Good for them. Hey, you know what? Where's, is it in the mail? Father of the Year Award for Kanye? Good for him. Good for him. Because it seems like Adidas is doing pretty well now that they're selling off the rest of the Yeezys and that relationship's probably going to get mended because Adidas realizes they need that extra $3 billion a year in revenue, okay? Some of my numbers in this episode might be off, but they're pretty freaking close, right? 
And so, you know, once he figures some things out, we realize that we shouldn't probably say certain things, especially with what's now going on over in those countries. Let's maybe keep all of those opinions to ourselves, Mr. West. And now that he's finally kind of got that under wrap, we might be coming back. We might have new music. We might be a little uncanceled, but good for him for, you know, maybe cooking his own meals or like having the wife do it now for the kids. Like, obviously it's a good time to the point where Northwest is in tears, crying to her mother, wondering why with all this money and this huge mansion we have, why we don't have a simple little stress-free apartment. And that's, and that's the, and that's going to be the downfall of our society. That's our next president, Northwest, President Northwest. Like, you know what I mean? It's got a ring to it. I don't see why not. As soon as they drop the age limit, like eventually we're going to allow like AI and shit to run for president. So they're going to drop the age limit and the fact that you have to be sentient at all. And then boom, bam, that's just going to give the Kardashians or whoever else their opportunity. Maybe the rock, maybe Oprah to move in, be president. And then it's just going to be whoever has the most followers on Instagram is going to run the country. And if it fluctuates, we'll reevaluate every year instead of every four, maybe. So it's um, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy where we're at, where we're going, and how fun of a ride it's been, and how we uh, how we ended up here. Because I don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone was paying attention. And now, poof, bam, here we are, and we've got we've got Northwest questioning what her mother even does on a daily basis, eating an onion like an apple. And if that isn't just red flag number two. I mean, crying over the apartment, red flag number one. That eating the onion raw, disgust, weird red flag number two. Maybe it's time to get the kids off the cameras. Maybe let them have a little bit of a normal life like living in a apartment. You know what I mean? Because if we all didn't grow up in a undersized one-bedroom apartment, for some form of our childhood lives. Like, what do we do? You know what I mean? It was me and my dad and my sister in a one bedroom apartment. Then we moved to like a two or three bedroom condo, but it was still kind of like an apartment size type thing. It was only one. Yeah, it was one floor. It's theoretically an apartment. And so that was that. And like, you know what I mean? Mom kind of sort of had a half house condo apartment thing. That was that. My son grew up in our one-bedroom apartment, slept in our bedroom with Megs and I for the first year, two, one year, two, one and a half to two years of his life until we moved here. You know what I mean? Like, it's everyone, everyone's been there. Everyone's had that shitty one to two to three-bedroom apartment that we've had to make some upgrades to. Some were legal, some weren't. Some we just kind of dealt with, and it's just like we all had that upcoming. And if you don't, that's how you end up on national television eating a raw onion like an apple. So that's fun. Uh, Hey, listen, don't forget. Check it out, dude. Check it out. The uh, Recap and Record podcast season three has officially dropped. We're on episode two. It's been two weeks now. Where have you been? Uh, if you're into reality TV, specifically dating reality TV, we're covering the now CW's F boy Island. They're also on season three. So it worked out perfectly for the podcast. We just got done. Love is blind, which was just a waste of time for everybody. A shit show of a season for Netflix. I don't even know if they're going to bring that back. 
literally everyone from the show, except I think for Milton and Lydia, who I think honestly might be living separately at the moment. Everyone else from the show has a different significant other now as we speak, and we don't know any of them because none of them were on the show. So good job, Netflix, on that one. Kind of dropped the ball a bit. So we moved on to a better and little bit kind of sluttier uh, reality dating show, F-Boy Island. So there's like 24 dudes. Some of them are F-Boys. Some of them are nice guys. And we've got Katie, Daniela, and Haley, uh, the three beautiful women who are there to date them and determine who's nice, who's an F-Boy. And if they figure that out, They'll either split the money with a nice guy or the F-boy will take it all unless at the end there's a twist and one of them's actually an F-girl and just takes all the money for herself and doesn't pick anyone because I guess that happened like last season or something. So it's been insane. So if you haven't seen any of those recent episodes of the Recap and Record podcast, they're here on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can get this podcast, everywhere you can get the 280 Plus podcast. Check it out. Uh, I might, maybe, I might put in like a small clip uh, of the podcast here. Uh, if I do, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and if you're, uh, looking for a new podcast to check out besides recap and record and this, what are we doing? Uh, dude, check out Los, check out Los over at 280 plus. Not only is this man dropping a main episode a week, this man's also dropping a recap of, uh, an NBC horror show with, uh, another friend of his, uh, a lady friend of his, I think by the name of Johnny, and that's his co-host over there. That's a bonus episode for 280 plus. We're working on whether it, you know, if it's going to continue, we might put it on the recap and record channel. Who knows? We'll see. Um, and so he's doing that. I'm doing my show every week. We're doing recap and record every week. Ladies and gentlemen, that's like six hours. That's like five or six hours of, of content and footage and clipping and shorts and reels and vertical content and stories and Instagram posts and Facebook posts and videos and YouTube shorts and YouTube clips and the full episodes and the audio versions and everything else that we need to do to promote and push it. It is exhausting. So please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, go over to Los at 280 plus, check out all the stuff he's doing. He's doing interviews. He's doing multiple recaps and multiple shows with me and other friends. I mean, we are putting in the work this winter. It's work week winter, babes. You know what I mean? No days off. So please check those out. Uh, here's a little clip. I'll throw in a little clip of the recap and record podcast here. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. And I mean, if you haven't uh, seen any episodes of F Boy Island, uh, uh, I'll try not to make it a spoiler, but I mean, even if it is folks, it's fun. Check it out. It's a CW. You can get the app on your phone, on uh, your tablet, laptop, whatever, uh, device. If you have one or any smart TV, the CW app is available, uh, and you can, uh, watch the entire season so far and past seasons if you want for completely free. Um, the CW is a free app for everyone to use. So, uh, watch along with us. It's now on Fridays. It's out today. I think tonight. It premieres uh, again. They moved it from Mondays to Fridays. So uh, our schedule now is a little shifted, but check it out. The Recap and Record podcast, 280 Plus podcast, What Are We Doing podcast. It's crazy. We're dropping multiple hours of content and clips and videos and podcasts every week. It's crazy what we're doing. So uh, hit the like button, thumbs up whenever you see 
photos or promo or clips. It's free and it really helps out uh, and it supports us uh, without any monetary value. But just know when we see those likes and get those notifications, Los and I, we A, definitely appreciate it and B, uh, it boosts self-esteem and C, it helps the algorithm and gets us more views and followers and people find the show and it better spreads the message and just kind of you know, helps and makes sense. And it's what you're supposed to do. So, uh, please like, share, subscribe, do what you need to do to help us out and, uh, enjoy this clip of the recap and record podcast for F boy Island season three. Yeah. Shout out to Katie Thurston. though. what's up? Yo, what's bro, up listen, bro, you got me in trouble, fam. You got me in fucking trouble. You got me in trouble with a real cute celebrity. Listen, I listened back to the clip. <laughs> And I didn't say it. I said, I just said, all I said was she's okay and she's a safe choice. I still think she's extremely attractive. And now, one, she's probably not going to come on the podcast because of me. And two, if she does, I'm going to have to simp up and apologize for the first 30 minutes because you know what I mean? We don't know if she saw the clip where you said safe choice, though. We well, saw, we don't know that. We okay. don't know that. Well, we know that she saw, you know, us talk. <laughs> and granted, that was Opus. Opus, Opus put yeah. that you know what i mean hey. created that and because uh, yeah i realized i was like i didn't talk in that clip at all <laughs> uh, so yeah so now i'm in the doghouse with katie I, I, I said yeah i said like two words in that clip i was like yeah exactly like uh, i didn't i didn't say anything and i was like oh this is a levi clip that's no, fine so i think what needs to happen is i think no that would be dope i mean listen they were all all three of the girls were on like the official f boy island instagram live last night i watched it for like a second and so they're into it. So I mean, listen, if you pull that Mercedes card, I feel like we could get we could get whoever on this on the pod. So I mean, let's let's start reaching out and pull All some right. spots. I'm done. I know because um I I um I tagged Danny in a post and he liked yeah. it. So I was like, okay, all right. So nice. and that's the thing though. It's like, you know, it's you kind of have to follow people to be yeah. like for them to feel like, oh, I'm gonna repost your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So but I don't want to follow the whole damn cast. Like, uh yeah, I mean, or we could just you could just make that like a you know seasonal task kind of seasonal task, like, yeah. Feel- and then unfollow them, maybe. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another wonderful long episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name's Levi McCurdy. Please, if you haven't done so already, check out our friends at DudeRobe at DudeRobe.com. And when you check out, you're going to save a bunch of percentage off your entire purchase with promo code WAD, W-A-W-D at checkout. It's going to be great this holiday season when you go to DudeRobe.com. If you haven't done so already, check us out on YouTube. If that's where you're watching us now and you haven't done so, click that big, beautiful red like button below. Uh, subscribe, hit the bell, hit the like button, hit the notification thing. You know what to do. Uh, support the channel. We're almost, I think, at 1170 maybe. I think we're at like 1169. I honestly think that might be where we're at uh, subscriber-wise. So please help us out. If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe, hit the like, check us out, wadpod.com backslash links. This has been episode 115. My name's Levi McCurdy. I'll catch you guys next week and we'll talk about whatever the hell Taylor Swift or Britney Spears or Beyonce or one of the other female pop stars does. Why has this become a female pop star podcast? Holy shit. Oh my God, we've got to switch it up. I got to get some testosterone in here. I'm going to work on getting some guests and uh, maybe we'll we'll do a switch up from these female pop star stories Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you later. Until next time. Peace out, everybody. This 
is the What Are We Doing podcast.